episode 40 of the Chewy on Your Boot podcast, and we've got another fantastic guest for you today. As former Hamilton local, Melissa Tapper joined the show. For those that don't know, Melissa is a table tennis player and has competed at the 2012 London Paralympics, competed at the 2016 Rio Paralympics and Olympics, as well as participating in two Commonwealth Games, winning gold on the Gold Coast in 2018. She's got an incredible story. It's well worth a listen. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Let's get into it. Melissa, welcome to the Chewy On Your Boot podcast. Thanks for joining us. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. So we'll get into it. We'll just go back to the start. Can you take us back to growing up in Hamilton? You went to Montevay and how did your passion for table tennis come about? Uh, so that pretty much started when I was in primary school. So I went to George Street Primary. Yep. It was just up the road from home and I yep. uh, had a legendary PE teacher, Mr. Fitz. Yep. And yeah, it was pretty much on Friday lunchtime school sports, gave it a go. I was pretty bad at it. Uh, actually, I was very bad at it, but uh, I had a lot of fun when I was doing it. So I think that's what kept me going back. Yep. Uh, I still played a lot of sport though um, at the same time, but I guess as things went on, uh, table tennis ended up coming to the forefront yeah and you were you were born with a disability can you give us an overview for those that might not be aware of what that is yep so when I was born I was 11 pound two so that's a bit of a whopper yeah I think it's just a bit over uh, I'm not sure actually what it is in kilos but it's yeah my mum delivered me naturally though so um, I ended up getting stuck so what they did was they pulled me out by my right arm and that tore the nerves between my neck and shoulder. Yep. I had quite a lot of uh, operations um, between uh, four months old to about 12. Yep. Um, and it sort of restored a bit of movement, but it definitely didn't grow as much as my left and it's nowhere near as strong. Um, and yeah, I guess general use of it is much much left than my left yeah yeah what kind of opportunities were there for you growing up playing table tennis and how did you progress through the ranks yeah I just played it because I absolutely enjoyed it and I enjoyed the bit of competition as well it wasn't until a little bit later on um I think I was about 11 11 or 12 and I went from Hamilton to Ballarat and played my first state tournament and I left the stadium with the under 12 girls singles trophy winner and that for me was pretty much what hooked me um, on in playing again after that I didn't know too much about where it could take me but I started traveling to Melbourne yeah pretty much my dad was driving me nearly every every weekend if not every fortnight so I could come and train play a few more tournaments ended up finding out you can play in nationals. So I ended up making a team for Victoria, which was really cool. And then before I knew it, um, about 14, I made my first Australian junior team and realised I could start going overseas. Uh, Table tennis is a part of the Olympics. It's part of the Commonwealth Games. So then once you sort of figure that out, you're pretty excited, I guess, and got something to sort of strive for. Yeah, definitely. And Growing up playing against able-bodied athletes, did you see that as a challenge and a great opportunity? Uh, so I guess as I was growing up, though, I didn't see myself any differently to anyone else. So 
the term between an athlete with a disability or an able-bodied athlete, they were both the same to me. So, um, yeah, I guess it's a benefit though having that approach because I just wanted to be as good as everyone else, if not better. So I just worked harder to try and do that. And, um, yeah, as it went through though, ended up being that joining the Australian Paralympic team was going to be another massive opportunity for me. But again, yeah, I guess the fact I, I guess never grew up with any sort of limitations that were placed on myself that definitely, I think, gave me a huge benefit yeah and growing up in Hamilton obviously a very sporty community did you play any other sports yeah I played netball for quite a while um also for Monovay I played for Hamilton um in the basketball team yeah I used to absolutely love love playing basketball as well but oh I did a fair bit of athletics too I enjoyed athletics as well um but yeah it wasn't um until yeah it was probably more 14 15 because that was when I ended up leaving Hamilton to live with my sister in Melbourne that was where table tennis sort of took took control (laughs) yeah and at what point did you realize that table tennis was something you wanted to excel in and make a career out of and did you have ambitions of representing your country at Paralympics and Olympics um, I guess I had no idea I could make a career out of it. Um, but I think the moment when I would have been around, I would have been 10. I remember watching the Sydney 2000 Olympics and seeing Kathy Freeman run her gold medal race. And that was the moment that I, I knew I wanted to go to an Olympic games. At that point, I thought it was going to be in athletics. Um, but, yeah, I guess uh, as, as things went on and, yeah, you realise your sport has the opportunity to make an Olympics or a Commonwealth Games, that's then what I started striving towards. Uh, I think my first trials, I was 16, and that was for a Commonwealth Games. So I participated in several, several Olympic and Commonwealth Game trials before I was eventually successful. So... Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing about it because I think you need to learn from a lot of experiences and with those, yeah, you learn a lot from and ends up turning you into sort of the person and athlete that, yeah, I guess you end up as. In 2004, you won the Southwest Sports Assembly Junior Female of the Year Award. How much of an honour was it to be recognised in such a way? Yeah, that was a, a really cool one, actually. Um, very special. Mum and Dad were there for that as well. And I guess at 14, you don't really understand the full extent of things. Um, but, yeah, to be chosen as the winner out of the whole Southwest was definitely very, very awesome. And your junior career, as you might have mentioned earlier, I think involved quite a lot of international travel. What was it like being away from home at a young age and how did you manage to stay in touch with your studies and that sort of thing? Yeah, I I loved getting to travel. Um, And I guess I have very um, amazing parents as well. Pretty sure the first, one of my first trips, I might've been 15 or 16 and I flew on my own over to Europe. Um, But again, that just opened up so many more opportunities 
uh, for me to be able to play. I went straight, oh, well, I guess in high school as well, had a lot of support from, from school to enable being able to be away for such an extended amount of time, still keep up with the work though, um, as well as having friends that were incredibly understanding um, as well, which definitely plays a, mass, a massive role. Um, and then going into university straight out of high school, again, my university had an elite athlete program, which sort of tied in very nicely with being able to compete overseas and keep up to date. So I definitely believe that was very important, though. I did have something outside of sport as well. Around 2010, you made the switch from able body to para table tennis. How much of a difference did you notice in not only the standard, but I suppose the environment between the two? Yeah, um, I didn't know what to expect when I played my first Paralympic event, and that was over in Jordan. But I I absolutely loved it um, in terms of just, you know, everyone that's inside the room, I guess, is considered to have a disability, but that is not what you notice. It's purely just every athlete's ability that they have to be able to play table tennis um, and do it amazingly so as well. Uh, everyone was just com- completely supportive, um, encouraging and just I felt like that was real. Like it was raw, pure, just trying to be the best athlete you can be and I thought that was really cool. So it was uh, like I was pretty hesitant to start it, but it was definitely one of the best decisions um, to give Paralympic sport a go. And in 2012, you were selected to represent Australia at the London Paralympics. How special of a moment was this for you and what was the experience like? Yeah, London 2012 was, um, I guess it was the first time I've ever played in such a major international um event and yeah it was just completely awesome I was pretty overwhelmed with most of it like walking into stadiums where there's five um five thousand in stands um you know I had my parents over there had a couple of friends from Monovay actually that came and visited me while I competed and just that whole environment's totally different than I think I had ever experienced before so I, I got very close, actually, to winning a bronze medal. Um, and I was pretty shattered at the end of it. But it would have been, I think that was probably my turning point in my career, which then ended up, um, started turning me into an athlete that I'm really proud of today. Yeah. And that reaching the bronze medal match, that was the best result in Australian para table tennis at the Paralympics in 28 years was was this your biggest achievement at the time yeah for sure I mean I had no expectations on myself uh it would have been absolutely awesome to have gotten up onto the podium uh I didn't know of any of the previous history of Paralympic medals or anything like that so I guess that's always a bonus you don't have too much pressure there but um yeah it was pretty much from that point though I wanted to make sure I try and get up on the podium next time. (laughs) And then moving on to 2014, you became the first Australian Paralympic table tennis player to qualify for an able-bodied national team. As you're off to the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow, what was it like to make history in this way? Yeah, I guess, again, um, 
I just wanted to be on the team. <laughs> so I did all the hard work to do that. Again, I don't really keep up with too much of the history of what's going on. So I guess that was just a little bonus that, that came with it. But I think the the best thing for me was that I set myself the goal that I wanted to qualify on the national team and I got to achieve it. So that was the best part, yeah. <laughs> and you again made history in 2016, becoming the first Australian athlete to compete at a Paralympic and Olympic Games in the same year. Describe the emotions and excitement surrounding this time and how rewarding was it to see years of hard work paying off massively? Yeah, that that definitely was a very surreal feeling. I still remember the day that I qualified the last match, even the last point. Um, I guess it all sort of didn't really sink in. It was sort of just like, oh, I've just played another match. Awesome. I've won another game. But to the full extent of what that really meant, and I guess even still today, I know it was completely awesome. I got to check off a massive goal of my own. But I think it's not going to be until, you know, much, much, much further down the track that I'll really get to sort of sit back and um, take in what it was that I got to achieve for myself. But I think the the most exciting thing for me was just getting to share that with family and friends as well because it's one thing for me to have um, achieved it, I guess, but it definitely wouldn't have been possible without so many people along the way to sort of help do that so yeah I think down the track I'll appreciate it a bit more myself (laughs) and being in the Paralympics and the Olympics did that mean you were away from home for quite a long time or was there a time in between where you could get back yeah it was definitely pretty hectic. Um, for a four-year period there, I was always travelling over to Europe and spending about three to four months at a time competing in league. Uh, so that was really difficult. Hamilton being three and a half hours from Melbourne, where I currently live, it's not uh, easy to do just by the end of the period before I got to go home and see family and friends, um, which does get really tough. But, um, yeah, I think it was all worth it anyway so um thankfully to technology these days you can still keep keep up to date with family and friends and how do you compare your experiences at london and rio they're obviously two vastly different places on earth so how do you compare the whole environment of the olympics yeah they were very very different that's a good question actually i haven't had that one before um yeah i guess in the end, though, you're there with the same um, mind frame as to compete and to try and perform at your best. Whereas in London, I remember I enjoyed getting to, you know, leave the village right next door. There was like a big shopping centre where I could catch up with mum and dad, have a coffee, have a look around. You know, it was easy to get around the place. You could catch the tube into the city and so forth like that. Whereas then in, in Rio... Uh, it was a lot more difficult. Very nice once you got to like um, the beach or something like this. It was cute to find little areas to have a coffee with mum and dad, but I wasn't really able to spend the kind of time with them outside compared to to Rio, um, to London. But still, I mean, they're able to put on a very fantastic 
um, show. So I think that's the most important part and athletes are able to turn up and perform without having too many worries. Yeah, definitely. And you won gold in the 2018 Commonwealth Games, which is obviously on home soil on the Gold Coast. Describe the feeling to achieve what I'm sure was a dream and did the home crowd and I'm sure your family and friends were there spur you on even more? Yeah, yeah, the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast, even though I've had the opportunity to play in the Olympics and uh, two Paralympic Games, the, the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast was definitely by far the best one for me. Uh, I think mainly because it was on home soil, completely different to everything else I've experienced previously. To have so many thousand people cheering for me and points that I won rather than normally they're cheering for every point that I lost so that was nice um but yeah mostly having my um my entire family actually were in the stands my brother was absolute gold um probably my biggest my biggest fan um was at every match and definitely the loudest no matter how many people filled the stadium I could always hear my brother so um that was very very special uh, as well as having my nephews and my niece in the stands and getting to see me stand up on the podium with the gold medal was very cool so home support i hadn't experienced it before so i was like maybe it could be a positive or it could be a negative but it was definitely the hugest positive i could have possibly had yeah and australia obviously being lucky enough to go to both the olympic and commonwealth games how do you compare the two and do you put one above the other or is it just such an honour to go to either sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, getting to compete um, for your country at any event, I think is a massive honour. Every time I get to put on the green and gold, um, I feel incredibly honoured and privileged. Obviously, though, I guess in terms of internationally, the, the Olympics is the, the highest you can achieve. Um, being absolutely all the countries from all around the world can participate. In saying that, though, the Commonwealth Games, even though it is limited to certain countries, to still be able to be the best within that region um, is something special as well to try and achieve. So, um, yeah, I think just getting to play for Australia is the greatest thing ever. (laughs) Definitely. And you were named Victorian Female Athlete of the Year in 2019, gaining significant recognition for your achievements. What were the feelings surrounding this and what was it like to be put in the same category as names like Kathy Freeman among past winners? Yeah, that, that was definitely a surprise. was not expecting that the, when I turned up for that evening. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's going to be something that further down the track I'll really probably get to soak up and really appreciate. But, um, yeah, it was an incredibly nice feeling to have such recognition like that yeah and you you also do a bit of speaking I can remember at a Southwest Academy day you speaking to us is this something you're passionate about yeah definitely I love um well I, I talk a lot <laughs> but um yeah I I mean oh if you were to have asked me about speaking like six or seven years ago I would have run away in fear but again, um, thanks to some pretty awesome people I have around me, ended up encouraging me and showing me that, you know, it can be fun. Um, but yeah, I, I really, in particular, I love getting to go to schools and talk to, to school kids as well. Um, just pass on some little things, I guess, 
that have helped me and if one of one little aspect can maybe pass on to them and they find it helps them then that's a huge win and you've proved to be an inspiration for many um is being a role model for up and coming athletes something you enjoy and is there a message you like to try and get across to these people uh i guess in terms of role model i am a bit iffy with that terminology i don't really see myself as a role model um i basically i'm just doing me um but trying to be the best me that i can be and if that can help someone um, or help someone improve some little aspect in their life then again for me that is the huge win but I'll just go about my business as I do no matter what I think anyway and I think the biggest thing though that I, I have learned is that it's really important that you're consistently always trying to improve yourself everyone makes mistakes everyone has setbacks but as long as you sort of take a look at what happened, reassess and try to do it again. That's the best way we can grow. Um, and that I think applies to sport and life. So yeah, that would be it. <laughs> and obviously this year's Tokyo Olympics were postponed. We, had you qualified or were you in the process of qualifying? Yeah, in, inside the process of qualifying. So earlier in January, we played the first round stage and um one match i lost by four points if i had won that match i would have qualified a spot already so that was a bit of a bummer but in saying that there's still another round where i'll have an opportunity to qualify but when that will be i'm not sure now um that's still up in the air and in terms of the paralympics i have qualified my quota spot and just waiting on that being approved, so which probably won't happen until next year. And obviously, there's been a very unprecedented, funny period this year. How have you managed the whole isolation and everything this year? Yeah, it has been a very strange period, that's for sure. Um, but I guess everyone had to be in the same boat and everyone's done, done their bit. Uh, again, got very good people around me um the vis sort of set up um some equipment at home for me to still be able to maintain gym thanks to technology you can still stay connected um and yeah so i was able to set up a table at home as well in our back room so i could keep a little bit of feeling and touch happening which is definitely a big bonus but i am very happy now to sort of be able to move about and be in the hall a bit more yeah definitely well, Melissa, that's all we've got for you. We can't thank you enough for your time and it's been great to hear your story and we look forward to seeing what the future holds for you. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Thank you, pleasure. appreciate it. Thank you. That wraps us up for another episode of the Chewy On Your Boot podcast. We really enjoyed that one and very appreciative, Melissa, for her time. So thank you to her and stay tuned for some more episodes of Chewy On Your Boot.